You are listening to episode 16 of the Business Life and Coffee podcast, powered by Jumpstart HR LLC. There's a new trend brewing in America. Millennials are actually drinking as much tea as they are coffee, according to a recent study. And if you're not a millennial, this episode still applies to you, so you'll definitely want to tune in. On any given day, over one half of the American population drinks tea. Joining me with more is Sebastian Michaelis, a master tea blender with an extremely refined palate, and the man who makes his living by drinking tea. Before we get into the business of tea, let's talk about the health benefits of hot tea in honor of National Hot Tea Month. This article is shared by the New York Times.com. This episode's article of the week is entitled Health Benefits of Tea. Here's what the evidence says, found on nytimes.com and written by Aaron E. Carroll. Before we jump into the article, I want to set one thing straight. Uh, I really like tea. I like tea a lot. Um, my favorite are the uh, mint teas and the chamomile uh, when I'm at bedtime. And so the reason why I started this podcast was uh, and entitled it Business Life and Coffee is because we have a lot of coffee shops. Coffee shops are a place to commune, uh, learn from one another, do work, um, get into your zone. Uh, but there aren't a lot of uh, tea shops in the U.S., um, which is unfortunate, and I think that needs to change uh, because you'll see here that there are a lot of health benefits of tea, and why not use tea as an opportunity to get together and uh, talk? So, jumping into the article here, uh, Aaron writes that tea is associated with a decrease in uh, liver disease, uh, a decrease in uh, hepatocellular carcinoma liver stetosis, liver cirrhosis, and chronic liver disease. There was also a study that found that uh, those who drank three cups of tea had a decreased risk of depression by about 37%. Uh, And the rat race of of American capitalism and uh, just the nine to five grind, uh, depression can sink in. And so to be able to reduce the odds of that by 37%, that's definitely better than the chances of Powerball. So, you know, let's drink tea and be happy. Drink tea and be happy. I like that. Next is uh, a reduced risk in stroke and reduced risk of developing type 2 diabetes. If you get a chance, log online to nytimes.com and search for the article about the benefits of tea. You won't regret it. And it's able to be read in uh, one cup of coffee or two. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups, and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Hi, Sebastian. How are you? Yeah, very well. It's very exciting to uh, be speaking to you today. Yes, I'm glad to speak with you as well. Um, it's, It's pretty ironic that you're on the Business Life and Coffee show and we're talking about tea. 
Um, I'm really excited about our conversation today. Well, I'm hoping to try and convert you. Um, I'm just going to turn on the uh, kettle because I'm going to show you a little bit about making tea, if that's all right. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. So I have a few questions for you, Sebastian. Um, let's start with what is a tea sommelier and what does it take to become one? Okay, so a tea sommelier or tea taster is basically someone who has to taste hundreds and hundreds of teas every day in order to be able to be able to taste the different characteristics, the different kind of flavors that you get in tea. Uh, and the job is to try and blend those teas from around the world. Different countries will have different tastes. And we blend it in such a way to make sure that the Tetley blend always tastes the same. Because a tea from Kenya or a tea from India, it can change depending on the weather, depending on the season. So my job is to taste all the different samples, be able to pick up very small differences and be able to make sure that when we blend it together, the consumer's getting the same thing at the end of the day. That's very interesting, and we're going to talk a little bit more. I'm going to ask you a question about the various regions uh, in, in a few moments. Sure. But how did you get started in the business? It was completely by accident. I, uh, I studied philosophy at university, which I know is a little bit of a joke when it comes to trying to get jobs afterwards. So uh, thankfully, a friend of mine sent me this job advert which said, do you like tea, do you like to travel, and do you have a university degree? And I said, well, yes, yes, and yes. Uh, I looked more into it, and it sounded like a really great job because I get to taste lots and lots of tea, which I love. Uh, I get to travel to tea estates, I meet producers, uh, I get to understand exactly how it's made. My job is essentially to be a complete product expert in tea, to make sure that from a quality control perspective, we're always getting the Tetley blend always the same. And, and Tetley values your taste buds very much so. I, I recently read that your taste buds are insured for a million pounds. Uh, that's, yeah, so Tetley insured my tongue for a million pounds. Sorry, I'm just going to pour the tea, if you don't mind, whilst we're talking. Um, yes. Please do. They, they insured my tongue for a million pounds. And it's, it, it was very flattering, but it's, it was kind of a reflection, I suppose, of the amount of money uh, and time they invested in, in my tongue, in my uh, skills. So uh, Tetley is one of the only companies that train up tea tasters from a graduate level. We have to do it for at least five years. We spend at least one year abroad uh, in various tea producing countries, understanding how it grows. We like to say learning about tea from bush to cup. So our job is to be incredibly knowledgeable in tea, and therefore there's quite a high value to us. And uh, there are a couple of tea, other tea tasters in the UK who have the same job as me, and we're not actually allowed to, or it's, it's advised not to travel on the same aeroplane together, because if, if we all, if the worst happened, Tetley would be in trouble. So we have to be very, very careful about our job and about our taste buds. This is absolutely fascinating, and I'm sure our, our listeners will agree. Uh, as you continue to pour the tea, and, and we talk about the tea specifically, uh, why do you think tea is trending with millennials in the U.S.? And is America leading the trend, or are we just far, far behind? Well, actually, I think it's a really exciting time for tea in the U.S. and tea in general. Uh, actually, I think the U.S. in a way is, is leading in some uh, some way with tea because millennials are looking for different life choices, different kind of products that fit into their lifestyle. 
and tea's got a lot of different varieties. So, for instance, British blend, this is the blend that we actually, the exact same one that we drink in the UK, so it's not adapted for the US, it's actually a British tea. Uh, so we've got British blend, we've got green tea, so a lot of people are trying green teas nowadays, and also a lot of herbal products. So there's a lot of choice with tea, and I think the American consumer is very adventurous, so they're quite interested in learning about different kinds of beverages, and I think tea fits into that, which is great for me as a, as a tea taster, um, because I love talking about tea, and I've had a lot of questions about it, so it's, it's, uh, it's really exciting. Absolutely. So. Um, let me pose this question to you. Let's say you're giving a presentation to a, a corporate office and they're deciding whether to go with tea or coffee as the adopted morning drink. Why would you, why would you tell the office to go with a cup of tea instead of a cup of gel? <laughs> well, in, in our office in the UK, it's no contest, obviously. Um, <laughs> we... Uh, we all love our tea in the morning, and uh, I mean, my own habit is I get in the morning, and the first thing I do, bleary-eyed, I go into the kitchen, and I, uh, I put my tea bags in the pot, and I will brew my, my tea in the morning. Um, some people drink coffee because you get the buzz, um, because it's got a lot of caffeine in it. Black tea is about half the amount of caffeine, so it still gives some buzz, but it's not quite the same as coffee. Uh, so it still has a big pick-me-up, and it's really, in the UK at least, it's part of the culture, you know, people having tea in the morning. And again, you've got the choice. So in the morning, you could have a black tea. In the afternoon, maybe you try green tea for a different kind of flavor. And in the evening, something like a chamomile or a mint might fit in with uh, your lifestyle. So it's about choice, I think. I like that, the flexibility of, of tea fitting your lifestyle. That's it. And what are some Sorry, I, I was just going to say, if you don't mind me uh, interrupting, I brewed my tea for about three minutes, so um, I just wanted to, is it okay if I tell you a little bit about brew tips and how, how to make a good cup of tea? Yes, that was actually my next question. Oh, perfect. Some tips on brewing the perfect Great, cup. great. Um, so I, use always, I always recommend for anyone who's making a good cup of black tea is to use freshly drawn water from the tap. If you use water that's already been boiled once, it loses some of its oxygen and it won't brew the tea as well. So use freshly drawn water. And with black tea, you should always allow the water to boil. If it's too cool, then it won't brew properly. So make sure that the kettle is properly boiling. So you saw me earlier, I poured it in. Now I like my tea quite strong. So I will brew it for usually about three minutes. You can do it for two to three is kind of recommended. But if you prefer it weaker, stronger, there's that choice. So you can have that choice, it's no problem. I drink my black tea with milk because the British blend is about having quite a strong cup. So it gives you that lift and milk helps to kind of uh, smooth it out a little bit. Now if you're drinking green tea, I never recommend using boiling water. I would always say use uh, water that's a little bit cooler. So, for instance, now the water's cooled down a little bit, we could use this water for a green tea. It needs to be about 180 degrees Fahrenheit for it to be perfect, and it, it creates a much more smoother taste. Some people get put off by green tea because you get that harsh flavor, but if you do a lower temperature, it works out a lot better. Excellent, excellent. I've learned so much just within our conversation. Great. And I've never considered using milk with the tea. Yeah, I mean, British tea, because it's, um, 
it takes, well, the, the blend that we have has a lot of Assam tea, so that's a region of northeast India. And that's a kind of what makes it unique in that it's got lots and lots of bodies, so it's, the, it's a thick tea. Uh, so we have tea from Assam, we have tea from Kenya, which has lots and lots of, uh, it's very vibrant, so it gives you lots of impact on the mouth when you taste it. So it's a blend of, of thickness and, and vibrant taste. And we also have teas from Malawi, and that gives more of a redness to the cup. So you get that strong infusion and you can see how you're brewing it. So you can see that it's got nice and rich. So we take different elements from different countries, the positive aspects of those different areas, blend it together to make sure that we get that kind of strong cup. So with milk it works. Other teas like green tea, you don't really want milk because it doesn't quite fit with the, with the flavor profile. So again, a tea for every lifestyle, that, that's great. That's it. Um, now, I, I recently read an, an article uh, where you were interviewed, and you commented that tea and wine have a few things in common. Uh, could you go into that a bit? Yeah, uh, sure, uh, sure, sure. Well, um, one basic uh, similarity is kind of the way we taste tea. So when we're tasting tea in our tasting room, we'll, we'll have bowls actually quite similar to these cups here and we'll have 36 of these on at one time. And my job when I'm tasting is these will be brewed really strong, probably two times the strength that a consumer would taste it. And I use a spoon and I slurp it off the spoon and spit it out. So the first similarity I suppose is the slurping action. In the same way with wine, you want to aerate the mouth. So you're, you're spreading the tea around the mouth or spreading the wine to be able to get out the finer notes of, of the, uh, the tea. So, with wine, you have lots of different taste characteristics that people will use. They'll talk about body, um, and, and they may say there's a tobacco taste or, or a berry taste or something. With tea, we also have those similar words that we will use. Um, but within Tetley, we actually have our own unique tasting language, which is called Uhuru, and that means uh, freedom in Swahili. And it's a very, very precise tasting language, and it allows me to speak with my um, uh, other people within the company based, for instance, in Kenya or in, in India, and I can talk to them in this language and they'll know exactly what I mean when I'm talking about the quality of the tea. So I might describe this as a 4F035NI, for instance. And it sounds like gobbledygook, but it's actually a language which allows us to very precisely grade the tea and therefore to allow it ourselves to blend the tea in the right way to make sure that Tetley always stays the same. Well, I definitely trust your expertise. Uh, and we're coming to a close here, so I'll ask you, what are some of the most popular tea today? Where can our audience go for more information? And lastly, what's your favorite tea? Okay, well, that's a, that's a good question. So, um, I mean, if we're talking about the US, as I think we talked about earlier a bit, people are definitely more exploring different kinds of teas. So, um, one thing that I wanted to do to talk to the US about is uh, about the British blend is a, the exact kind of tea that we get in the UK, which is less common in the US. So I'm really keen that people try what a real British tea tastes like. Um, but green teas are certainly becoming a lot more popular. Botanical teas, so herbal teas like mint chamomile. Uh, we have a peach tea as well. That's definitely, we're seeing a lot more trend towards those kind of fruity flavors as well. Um, my favorite kind of tea, honestly, in the morning, uh, when I get up and I go to work, the first thing I do is stick a, uh, these tea bags in a pot because they've got the strength and they've got that body to lift me up. So uh, British blend, or as we call it just in the UK, we just call it Tetley. Um, that's my choice in the morning. 
Sebastian, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. We really appreciate you here at the Business Life and Coffee podcast. Today, we'll call it an honorary Business Life and Tea episode. How about that? That sounds great. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Have a great day. All the best. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee, the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, email us at info at businesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVP said. This is Joey Price signing out and I'll see you next week. <laughs>